This is Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national and international stories focusing on journalism and communication issues, news, and politics. Now, the latest edition of Update One. I'm Adam Cano, and joining me today are fellow NPC members Alan Kotak, Molly McCartney, and Eileen Schleff. All are involved in the club's annual photo exhibit that is on display here on the 13th floor of the National Press Building until September 27th. Thank you all for joining me. Alan, let me start with you. How did the exhibit first come about? Uh, The exhibit started uh, 20 years ago. This is the 20th anniversary of it. And Marshall Cohn was the chair of the photography committee at the time, and he started it as a way for members who are photographers, that includes news photographers and amateurs, uh, to, to display their photographs. And it started out, and it continues to be, an Exhibit. It's not a contest. You see a lot of other organizations put on photo contests. This is an exhibit where you show what you have. And it's uh, one of the club's only real professional participatory activities here. Up to three years ago, it was all print photographs. Three years ago, we added electronic images. Then uh, this year, the... um, new wrinkle is a catalog that uh, goes along with the exhibit. Just for numbers, we got um, 39 print photographs this year, 130 electronic images. Like you mentioned, they're on the 13th floor. It's all on the 13th floor. Both the um, print photographs and the electronic images on uh, two big screen monitors and then uh, half a dozen smaller screens. So tell me about the catalog. This is something new that you added this year. Why did you add it, and what is it exactly? Let's start with your second question. What it is exactly is a website that's hosted by my uh, digital publishing company, Technology News and Literature. We got advice as we were planning the exhibit this year. Uh, Eileen, I remember, was one of those who uh, suggested we... Do something to capture the stories behind the images. It's just the, you know, as good as the images are, there's more to the story, as they say. So we um, added the catalog, and, and you can get to the catalog. The easiest way to get to the catalog is from the uh, Technology News and Literature website, technewslit.com. Just scroll down a little, and you'll see the link. And so what has been the effect on having that catalog to this year's photo exhibit compared to previous years when you didn't have it? The big difference is that this year, I believe, we got some really good storytellers who took some really good photographs. And you got some really good storytellers here who you'll be talking to in a few minutes. It's a synergistic effect that, quite honestly, I did not anticipate, where the photographs feed the stories who feed the photographs. They interact with each other in a way that you could probably tell is difficult to describe, 
But when you visit the exhibit here, you'll see on the big blue display panel, there's a, a QR code printed out right in, right in the middle. Just take your phone, scan the QR code. It'll take you right to the catalog. You'll enjoy the experience of the exhibit much more. So let's, let's talk now to, to two of our photographers. So Eileen, first of all, tell me, what, what are your photos of? My photos are the ordination of Father Samuel at St. Anselm's Abbey, which is a very beautiful, bucolic, unknown part of Washington, D.C. And what do you think people will, will learn and experience by looking at those photos? I gave it a lot of thought, and one of the things is the photos here in our exhibit are fabulous. They're multinational. They're exciting. Um, I decided to take a picture of places nearby that nobody knows and to make us aware of our environment but also people don't really know the catholic church and what what the ceremony would be like and how much love and passion goes into it what do you think we learn from photos now especially at a time when you know people are questioning what they read what they see what what do you think people would take away from these photos I honestly think the catalog backup has been very important in putting the words to it. I spend more time looking at the photos now. First, you're aware of how the quality of the photographers at the National Press Club. Then the incredible stories we tell. But I wanted people to say, look, I don't really know about a priest being ordained. I don't know really about St. Anselm's Abbey, which is open to people to come as retreat house. Um, it's in my neighborhood, and I feel comfortable. So it's really photojournalism to show the story behind the story. We read a lot about the Catholic Church, but a lot of that sometimes is about scandal or other things. And what you're really chronicling is the day-to-day life of the church. That's exactly it. Um, when I went there, it was because I needed to go on a retreat to be quiet. And then I fell in love. The monks have given me a safe haven. It could be for people of all different backgrounds. And they're open, they're kind, um, and they lead, they work for a living too, to support the Abbey. Um, But I think we get caught up in caricatures of people's lives, and our photo shoot, really, our photo exhibit actually shows the people behind the world and our lives, and there's so much in Washington, D.C. to celebrate. Molly, let's turn to you. You've got two photos in the exhibit as well. Uh, your photos from a very different place than Washington, D.C. Where were they taken? They were taken in Syria, and there are also four additional images in the online portion of the exhibit. And when were they taken? 2010, May of 2010. It was a time when uh, it was very promising. Uh, John Kerry was visiting Damascus. It looked like there might be a chance for the U.S. to have some sort of normal relationship again with Syria. Uh, I went with a girlfriend, and we thought it would be a good time to go uh, because it had really just, you know, there had been a long period of civil war with Lebanon. It was really not a safe place to go. Uh, So we thought we would go while it was uh, safe to be in that part of the world. And so we were there in May of 2010. Of course, we had no idea that 10 months later it would be the Arab Spring demonstrations that would lead to the revolution that led to the terrible civil war that's uh, in the war uh, all over Syria that's been so devastating. Remarkable. So tell me about the photos that you submitted 
and that are on display here on the 13th floor of the National Press Building. My favorite is what I call the barista. This was a man standing right outside the huge citadel in the heart of Aleppo. He was all dressed up in red, and if I first looked at him, it was almost like seeing a Santa Claus figure and, because he was stout, and he had a hat and even red shoes. Uh, but the more I looked, I could see he seemed to be selling something. He had strapped around his waist uh, a, a, a sort of a shelf area with cups and things, and then he had a huge silver flask on his back, again like Santa. Uh, I didn't buy what he was selling, but I understand, have been told since then, it was a kind of a licorice drink, which is quite popular. So that's one image. The other was a small boy who had two scoops of ice cream. He had one in each hand, and he's looking up. It's a really handsome little boy, so it was a, it was a nice, uh, both of them in red. <laughs> so some similarities in, in color and tone, but also juxtaposition generationally and, and so forth, right? Right. When you were in Syria, obviously this was a long time ago. A lot's happened since then. But yeah, at the time you were there, how did people react to you as a journalist? Well, I was not there as a journalist. I was there as a tourist. Both of us. We were, you know, I'm not sure we could have gotten in as journalists. Uh, so we went. Uh, frankly, I was astonished at how friendly people were. Uh, one of my favorite experiences was walking down the street in Aleppo from the post office back to where we were staying in a bed and breakfast place. I had my camera, which is a big Nikon, and I was sort of taking, you know, candid shots as I'm going along. And suddenly I hear someone yelling behind me, take my wife's picture. And I turn around and there is this handsome older couple uh, and I said, no, let me take both of you in the picture. And so he gives me a thumbs up, puts his arm around his wife, and she's this sweet smile. It's a lovely picture. Uh, so there was that kind of reception. Of course, there's always a few who are negative, but for the most part, it was, it was surprisingly warm and embracing. Have you done anything else with these photos? I mean, obviously, Syria has been much in the news. You didn't know that when you went, like you no. said, as a tourist in 2010. But um, since then, you know, interest in, in the photographs? Well, what I did was uh, take all my pictures and make a book on the computer. Because at the time, I sort of put them aside. We came home. We didn't think anything more about it. Uh, but then a couple of years ago, the, my girlfriend said, you really need to do something with those pictures. So I got on my computer and I've made a couple of photo books of different sizes, choosing uh, the best of probably a couple thousand pictures because we were, we were there for a week and we were traveling all over from Aleppo down to Palmyra uh, and then, of course, Damascus. So it was, it was an amazing trip. And you have captured pictures of sites that in many cases now look nothing like what they did Absolutely. less than a decade ago. As a matter of fact, uh, I did have an exhibit of these pictures in June and July in a small gallery in Foggy Bottom, and they had me do an online program which ran for about an hour in which I took some of my pictures and where I was able to find online news pictures and stories of what had happened to those sites and team them up. This is what it looked like when I was there. This is what AP has reported has happened to this church or this scene, or in one case, the Crusader Castle, known as Crack the Chevalier. Eileen, I want to come back to you just real quick. Um, When you took the pictures that you did in the church here in D.C., were were people aware of that? Was there any sort of feedback that you got or anything like that? 
the abbot asked me if I would photograph the ordination, so I took about 100 pictures, and it made me focus and pay attention. I was very aware of the pride of the family and of Father Samuel, who had been Brother Samuel at the beginning, and the joy in the abbot. Um, so it gave me a very personal connection to what was happening, to be looking through the lens. And then I saw this little boy, which one of my pictures, a little boy jumps in with his little camera. He's about seven years old to take a picture. So I made that my picture in the, in the exhibit um, because it was a family affair and it was a community affair. And it was very uh, kind and emotional. Alan, last question to you. So the exhibit is on display until the 27th of September. Yes. What what do you want people to take away, especially at a time when, you know, news is under scrutiny, but also there's so many great stories to tell? I guess the takeaway would be that if you have a good story to tell, don't be afraid to capture it with your camera and tell it in a forum, in a way, in a publication. Many of the images that you see on the display monitors and on the print photos here were people who just happened to have their camera in the right place at the right time. Those are some of the best pictures you're going to get and some of the best stories behind them. So don't be afraid. We're uh, taught in uh, our photojournalism classes, get the photograph. You can apologize after. That would be my advice. Great. From this exhibit and doing the catalog, I got to know my fellow members of the press club because very often we're working on a project together and we don't know each other. This was a way of learning about them, their feelings, what were their thoughts when they were shooting the photos, and what was their experience. And it's been very enriching. Wonderful. Well, again, the exhibit goes through the 27th of September. It's on the main level of the National Press Club here in the National Press Building in Washington. Alan, Eileen, Molly... Thank you all so much for your time. For Update One, I'm Adam Cano. Update One is a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Podcast Committee. You can comment on this podcast or any episode of Update One by sending an email to update one podcast. That's update the number one podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Update One. Update One.